if you accept the blame, if you if you say right away, you know, if you've decided, yes, we made a mistake, um, if you own that from the beginning, it can really diffuse everything. Because once you've told me that you admit that something went wrong and it's not okay, right? That's not, that's not okay in my mind. There's nothing really that they can go on about. Hi, Elevators. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Christina Romero. And on the podcast today, I get to talk to Dustin Meza of WP Engine, where we talk about providing quality support, dealing with nightmare and difficult clients. I'm sure you've had none of those. And we also get to chat about the upcoming WordCamp US, in which he's a lead organizer and all the cool stuff that they're going to be doing. So stay tuned. This is the WP Elevation Podcast helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hi, Elevators. I'm here with Dustin Meza, who is the Customer's Experience uh, Operations Director at WP Engine. And he's also the lead organizer at WordCamp US, which is in Nashville this year. And that's where you are. That's right. It is. Yeah, that's where I live, Nashville. Is it hot there today? (laughs) It is not bad. It's in the 80s. Pretty good day. Yeah, that's a good day. Well, tell us a little bit about your role at WP Engine, like what you had up, your responsibilities, and um, then we'll talk more about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm the, like you said, I'm the Director of Customer Experience Operations at WP Engine. Um, I've been there four and a half years, so I've seen it uh, grow from very, very small to very big. I was employee 47. So (laughs) along the way, I've done, yeah, I've done um, a ton at the the, uh, company. And so right now, um, my focus, me and my team, um, I have a couple of different teams that work for me. We are I mean, really focused on the customer experience and every single thing that we do inside of WP Engine, if it touches um, our support teams or our customers, my team is involved and we ensure that we're building that in the best way possible so that our customers can have a seamless experience and use our platform, um, you know, the way they want to use it. That's awesome. And I actually just got off the support chat right now. And if they weren't going to help me, I was going to tell them I was going to talk with you in about five minutes. So they need, I'm just kidding. It was wonderful. It worked out great. That's good. That's perfect. Good. Um, But so that's a really great segue into what we do a lot at WP Elevation. So we have a lot of people who manage customers. Um, You know, even though they're our website clients, they're very much customers. And especially if they're on like recurring website care plans that we encourage them to do. They're basically doing exactly that. They're creating a support environment. So what are some of the things that you've found to be really important when dealing with people in a support aspect? Some things that you've learned that you could pass along to some of our viewers here as they deal with their clients? Yeah, definitely. So um, for me, one thing that was great that I've I've learned kind of in my last four and a half years um, is that, you know, nobody's doing this uh, for fun. Nobody, nobody likes the, no, nobody started a website to take backups, right? <laughs> nobody started a website to make sure it was secure. They started a website to bring something to the rest of the world, whether it's, you know, their jewelry or um, their dentist's office or, or what it might be. And, um, you know, it took me a little while, but we, we really try to impress this upon, you know, everybody that works at WP Engine is that, when you're talking to somebody, um, they're usually bringing their life to you. Um, it, you know, it's, it's something that's really important to them. And while it might just look like you know, text on a screen to us, um, honestly, it might be what puts food on the table for their family. And so it might be one of the most important things in their life. Um, and that's really easy to forget. It is, especially as a support person, if you talk to you know, 50 people a day, wow. Um, so kind of keeping that, that centered, um, keeping in my mind that, hey, 
there isn't a live person on the other end here who uh, could be going through a lot. You never know. And and if, if their website's down, wow, they could be looking at their, their income stream being down, right? So it, it's really to stay alive to their humanity, to understand that if I was in a similar situation where something was putting the ability for me to provide for my family at risk, I would want someone to be so empathetic and, and you know, quick to help me and, and do everything they can. So it's really staying alive. That is such a great advice. That is such great advice because it, it's so true. And especially for us, we build these client relationships. So our you know experience with our clients for support looks a little bit different because it's a smaller group. It's more personal. But oftentimes we get the, you know, the elevated emergency voice in these emails. So that's really important to remember. That's really good advice. Well, when it comes to, um, you know, you've done a lot of WordCamp talks about updating yeah. sites, you know, um, yes. lately too. And I think that's one mm. of our greatest fears when we take care of sites is updating and something going tremendously wrong. Um, and then getting the, <laughs> the person emailing <laughs> them with the heightened level of emergency. Yes. So, some quick breakdowns from those talks. Like what are some things that stand out that really protect against updating a website safely and some things to take away from the people who listen to the podcast today? Yeah, definitely. So um, it's an hour long talk, so I definitely won't, uh, I won't do <laughs> it all. do it in I, 10 minutes. <laughs> right? Um, but I, I think two of probably the biggest things that I, I feel are takeaways from that talk, um, and you can catch it on WordPress.tv, just search my name. It's the only talk I've ever given at WordCamp. Um, but is um, Kind of two things. One, uh, it's actually not that hard to stay very informed and up to date about what's coming in WordPress. Um, and I talk about it on, on in my talk, but it's really just subscribing to the releases section of the WordPress.org blog. And you'll get not a ton of emails. You'll get a few um, that talk about kind of beta versions. Um, and then you'll get one that talks about a release candidate, and that's the one that you have to watch out for um, because it'll it'll kind of a release candidate to WordPress kind of is them saying, "Hey, we're putting our foot down and we're saying we think we're ready to launch." So everybody tests for bugs, but if you know if we don't find anything, we're going. Um, and so understanding inside of that email and that post what's changed in WordPress, and then applying that back to your site. So let's say they. Um, you know, they change the way passwords work. Ah, okay, I only have myself and some editors that sign in, cool. But if you have a membership site, ooh, you might have tens of thousands of people that sign in. You might wanna pay attention to what is the change that's being made to passwords. And then you kind of translate to, and this is the second point that I like to take away, um, well, how does this impact my membership plugin? Because really they're the ones that might handle the password portion. And the second point is, Building a strong relationship with the technology providers, and really that's plugin providers, plugin or theme, that run the critical parts of your site is very important. So if I have a great relationship um, you know, with the guys at Gravity Forms, uh, because I'm a, a charity site and donation form is my number one way to you know, be successful, um, I want to have a good relationship and I want to understand and I want to impress upon them that I have chosen your plugin as a critical component for my livelihood. And just like I said before, that will help them be alive to, wow, this person chose us for the most important part of their site. I want to make sure that they are successful with their site. And so I have now opened a, a good dialogue with the folks at Gravity Forms and I can say, hey guys, I see that you know something is changing in core. 
Uh, are you guys aware of it? You know, what's your what's your uh, testing schedule looks like? Uh, if something's wrong, you know, what what kind of time frame might fix it? And, and just really getting in this dialogue that honestly, a lot of plugin um, you know providers don't have, but I know that they appreciate. I've talked to them, and and when someone is invested in the success of their plugin, it only helps them be ready for everyone else. So it's kind of, uh, you know, it's not hard to stay up to date on what's going on with WordPress and then uh, get connected with the, the critical technology providers for your site. That's really important too, because we talk a lot about um, when people create websites to sort of niche down, but that can also mean niching down to certain plugins. You know, like sure. using Gravity Forms as your plugin of choice. And so when you go to update websites or know a big release is coming, you know, it's only gravity forms on these sites. So you can take that effort. And I think that's a really good point too, because if we're all proactive, then we're not dealing with the aftermath of like the nightmare of updating exactly. everything and letting the, I always say the worst thing is to have the client find the issue. That's the worst case scenario. It's not the fact yes. it had an issue or that the website broke something. It yeah. was the fact the client discovered it. So that's a really good point for being proactive and following both of those. And and following those certain plugins and really knowing which ones are integral to these sites. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, also when it comes to support, I mean, you know, how do you talk your team? How do you coach your team to deal with nightmare scenarios? How do you coach your team to deal with a really difficult customer? Yeah. So, um, so those are two, they can be the same scenario, but we like them to be two different scenarios, the nightmare and then the really difficult. Okay. Um, <laughs> But with, with the nightmare, um, I really try to make sure that, you know, our support guys know that they are being looked at as an expert, mm -hmm. as someone, maybe the only person who can help with this thing, right? And that's something that, um, that's pretty important, right? That's, a, that's an amount of trust that um, isn't trivial. And so I, I like to help them rem just kind of stay grounded and remember that um, we have almost a responsibility to be there for this person at this time, right? And so when you know that, okay, they're looking at me for trust, they're looking at me as maybe the only person that, that they feel can help with, you have to own the situation. You have to be the really calm, cool, and collected one. And you let them, you let them kind of go and talk and, you know, explain everything. And, and you just double check, you make sure, hey, uh, this is what I've heard. And this is what I'm going to do because I heard that. And that way, clear communication allows them to know, even if, you know, you're silent for 30 seconds because you're, you're rapidly fixing stuff, they know it's okay. They're silent because they just told me they're going to try and do this. Um, and helping bring that level of calmness um, to, the, to the interaction is good because, as we know, we will, uh, we will match what's going on in a conversation. Um, I remember uh, I was on the phone with my boss not too long ago, and I'm here in my house and no one's here. She's there in our offices in Austin, Texas, and she goes, um, oh, hold on, I need to close the door. And I go, okay, no problem. And then I went, why did I whisper? Uh, and it's the same thing, right? We, we match what's brought to our conversation. So if our support people are bringing cool, level head and very transparent communication, the customer will match that. Um, so that's that's important to deal with the nightmare, I think, um, for sure. And then the uh, the difficult the difficult customer. Uh, this is these are my fave. I'm one of the. Uh, I guess that's I'm why you're director then. Yeah, if these are your fave. Yes, definitely. Um, these are the ones where yeah, I've been honing those skills for a long time. I um, mean, the last four and a half years, I've talked to a lot of them here at WP Engine. Um, 
With them, a lot of it is to let them talk. Um, you don't, you know, they, they really feel like they have something to say. Otherwise, they wouldn't be difficult and irate, right? If they had nothing to say to you, they wouldn't be crazy about it. Um, so you let them talk. You let them talk. And I'll tell you, this is a secret that I, you know, really good people who handle crises understand. Um, if you accept the blame, if you, if you say right away, you know, if you've decided, yes, we made a mistake, um, if you own that from the beginning, it can really diffuse everything. Because once you've told me that you admit that something went wrong and it's not okay, right? That's not, that's not okay in my mind. There's nothing really that they can go on about because they've gotten everything they've wanted out of you, that you admitted they're wrong and you admitted that it's not okay. And then you usually tell them what you're going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, and so, you know, letting them talk and then really coming out strong with, you're right, we did not meet your expectations. And that is not okay from my mindset or our leadership team here at WP Engine. Um, it really goes a long way to kind of just stop stop everything. Mm. And then you can move forward because moving forward is the important part. It's not it's not always what happened, right? It's understanding what happened, but it's it's not that it happened. It's about moving forward. And so there's kind of my uh, my trick for for dealing with maybe a, oh, a you know an a, a excited customer. Excited, I like that. An excited customer. No, that's a really good secret. So I'm glad we got that out of you. I'm glad we got your secret out of you. And I think that's our greatest you know our greatest thing I've always found too when dealing with customers um, who are particularly difficult is that a lot of times, like you said, they just need to be heard. And then yep. if they just want to know it's not going to happen again. Um, and then you're able to walk back. I've, I've been able to walk back many difficult clients and, oh, yeah. and train them into being pretty agreeable. Um. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, resetting expectations is a big part of it, right? Sometimes, a lot of the times, people bring expectations of what WP Engine will do for them that um, just aren't true. Mm -hmm. And so I have to admit that, yes, we let you down mm -hmm. in this situation. However... I then reset the expectations that this is actually not something we do for you. And then in the future, they won't feel let down, mm -hmm. right? But I still acknowledge that, yeah, we let you down based on the expectations you have right now, but I'm going to reset those. That's really good. And that's a really good point. And I think this is a really good podcast and a really good conversation for us uh, web professionals, because I think often people want to uh, do the project for someone and then throw them to the wind and not have anything to do with them, but actually establishing customer relationships and, and, and touching base and having that customer sort of be on website care and on good hosting and having update the site for them is actually the best way for them to set up their business. So it's, it's not to be afraid, not to be afraid of customer support, you know, not to be afraid of good customer experience. Um, and so I think those are all really, really good tips. Um, well, then segueing. Oh, unless you have something else to say. No, 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 that was great. I was going to segue into WordCamp US. Yes. So congratulations so on winning the bid for Nashville. That must have been, you know, your doing. Uh, so it was part of my doing. I was lucky enough. So I only moved here to Nashville about a year and a half ago. Um, and as somebody who was already a part of the WordCamp, you know, or sorry, WordPress community, um, and, and specifically WordCamps, one of the first things I did when I got here was I want to get involved. I knew that WordCamp Nashville was a thing, so I wanted to get involved. Um, and by that time, they had submitted, um, a, kind of a small group of, of people here in town had submitted the, the original bid, um, but I was part of the team that the WordCamp Foundation got to come back to and say, okay, we've narrowed it down to two. 
now let's let's get the nitty gritty because you know mm-hmm. a, a bid at a high level is a lot of fluff. Like we're a great city and there's this and there's this and of course we can do it in budget. Um, but you know running a running a local camp is nothing compared to running a regional camp. You know and so um, I was part of the team that it, it was great because it was the two weeks leading up to Word Camp Nashville. We got told and we had to go and like meet with all the ven- venues and the, and the vendors and and you know do this and do this and put together a rather large proposal um, so that the WordCamp Foundation could work with Matt uh, to decide on who was next. And, you know, we were really, really like nervously excited. We had to worry about our camp that we were putting on right then. Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty crazy. But uh, when we were told that we got selected, um, I mean, it was just like dream come true. Be able to bring, you know, that part of the community to Nashville and show the community what Nashville is all about, um, which is what I'm really excited about. Yeah, I'm excited to go back. I I went there as a kid. So so there's going to be some exciting things, I'm sure, um, you know, that that I can, you know, go with my husband, hop around and see some stuff, you know, sightsee. Um, well, that that's exciting. So, you know, how many are you expecting? What kind of, you know, I know you guys haven't released a lot of talks yet, but like what kind of themes um, do you hope to play into? Yeah, so um, definitely. So as far as what we're expecting, we're planning for a camp um, between 2,000 and 2,500. That's what we're planning for. The venue we're at could hold, I mean, tens of thousands. So uh, I'm not worried about having too many for sure. But um, but that's kind of the, the sweet spot we feel that a regional camp should, should strive for to give uh, kind of the best they can back to the community. Um, so we're, we're looking about that. Uh, we're in the middle of speaker selection now. Uh, speaker selection closed a few weeks ago and we're, as the whole organizing team, we're, we're voting and we're discussing and we're, we're looking at, you know, everybody and every kind. And, you know, we, we didn't go, we didn't want to limit ourselves. And so at the beginning, we didn't say like, hey, we're really mm-hmm. looking for this type of talk or we're doing this. Um, we really wanted to hear from the community based on the survey results from last year from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What did they want to hear? We're keeping that in mind. Um, but we really wanted to say to the community, hey, give us what you have, right? Because you know, from last year to this year, WordPress has evolved. It always does. And so there are things that exist today that didn't even exist a year ago that people couldn't ask for. Mm-hmm. So we're very open to, you know, what what are the hot topics? We have so many great people on the organizing team from all different communities around the country, and they know what's hot for their, their you know, um, their communities. And so we're getting a lot of great input all around the country on, you know, these are things people want to know about. This is what, you know, is is, is going to make a big difference for people. And honestly, what WP Elevation does is is, is um, something that I feel is extremely important for this community because we have tons of people that are freelancers that want to maybe become a small agency mm-hmm. and small agencies that are niche that maybe want to expand mm-hmm. and medium and large and everything across the gamut. And navigating that uh, that crazy gauntlet is, I mean, almost impossible if you did it in a, in a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. And so people like WP Elevation and, and the people that have done this, that to me is some of the biggest things we can bring back. So me personally, I'm really excited about um, hearing from agency owners, hearing from people that have gone through this journey to help the people who are just starting, yeah. help them, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants is something that I do every day in my career. Um, and, and and I think it's a proven track record. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm also really excited about um, headless WordPress. Mm. Um, it's a it's a new way to use WordPress and there the, the sky is the limit. I, uh, I have a developer on my team at WP Engine that is, 
um, kind of one of the, the experts in, in the community right now in it. And it's very small, it's new, but, um, but it's really exciting. And he's doing some really cool things with it. And so I want the whole community to know about that and, and see, because, you know, as WordPress adapts and, and it becomes more and more something that the enterprise is looking at, I want to make sure that that is known, right? Mm -hmm. I want the huge companies out there to know that WordPress is really an option. Yeah. Believe me, whatever you're doing. Well, that's great because that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what do you see as the future of WordPress? Um, so, what? So, tell everyone what headless WordPress is and and what that you sure. know, what that's about. So all you technical folks out there, don't kill me if I get something wrong. Um, I'm technical enough to be dangerous, uh, but I'm, I'm no dev by any means. Uh, That's what Troy but, says about himself. <laughs> nice. But uh, headless WordPress is basically the notion that you are using WordPress for its backend functions and management, right? Um, people have built amazing workflows in the backend of WordPress to publish content, to, you know, we use excuse me, we use um, at WordCamp US, we use it to do all of our payments for vendors, mm -hmm. and we've built this great workflow inside of the back of WordPress. So, you know, the sky's almost the limit for what you can do in the back end, and you can control that. And so that's kind of the, uh, the body of WordPress, if you would. The head of WordPress is the front end mm -hmm. that we all know, the theme, right, the plugins and everything. Um, but what if you use something like Angular to create a site that uses mm -hmm. the WordPress REST API to show everything. And instead of needing to load theme files and plugins, what if you built everything in Angular? You can, I mean, you can build an amazing site that is basically as fast as just running straight HTML um, and everything's there. And I mean, I've seen it in action. Um, you know, we've built internally some great stuff. We've built some actually some BI systems. Um, around using headless WordPress, which is super cool. Like, you know, I don't hear a lot of, yeah, I built a, a business intelligence tool, you know, inside of WordPress. Um, so really cool stuff. That's what headless is. It's the ability to build kind of anything on top of what Word has, WordPress has created as a great backend. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, that's a huge portion of what a lot of our members do too with like project management, like using it for project management and stuff. Yes. Um, well, I love exciting new things and I love the WordPress community embracing that because you see it spans the gamut from a blog user to someone using it in that way. And that's what I'm always surprised about when I go to WordCamps, especially WordCamp US, like the big ones, is how many people, how different everyone's using WordPress and how many people I'm seeing who are using it within the last year, especially yeah. um, professionals and developers and designers who are using it within the last year are there at WordCamp US. And, and I'm always surprised by that, you know, just using it and they've built a couple websites and here they are at WordCamp. So yeah. uh, it's great to hear what you're putting together for Nashville. And um, it'll be really neat to see, you know, what kind of things come out of that. I think it's, it really it's is a nice place to direct people to when they are getting started, you know? Yes. Oh, that's, that's one of my favorite things about kind of being involved in WordCamp US is, you know, I think there's a bit of a stigma that WordCamp US is only for, you know, the professionals, the people who have been doing it, but you're so right. People that just got involved in the last year, this is an amazing place to go to understand what the community and industry is trending towards, what kind of things are out there to to make you better, to, to learn about, um, and then not to mention the people you meet, mm -hmm. right? The, I mean, just the people is my favorite part about the WordCast community for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but meeting all of them, there's just so much. And this year, um, I'm excited, we're bringing a new thing to WordCamp US, um, we're calling it the Community Bazaar. Oh. And what we're doing 
is, or we just announced it uh, like last week or the week before, but what we're doing is we're allowing um, local communities inside of, you know, North America and the U.S. to come and represent themselves and talk about what they're doing. Uh And so there will be booths for communities and and it's free, right? This is what we're doing. We're allowing them to interact with, you know, the U.S., the, the, the North American, the worldwide community that we bring to WordCamp U.S. and showcase their communities so that you, as someone, you know, who maybe you don't even have a meetup in your town, you can go and see, wow, look at what like WordPress Orange County is doing, mm. right? Look at how they've built such an amazing meetup. And, you know, in my opinion, Word, WordCamp Orange County is one of the best in the country mm-hmm. as far as local camps. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say, you know, wow, look at what they did. We could do something like that. And you can get inspired to build the rest of the community uh, where you are. I love that. Yeah. It's good. It is really good because the, you know, the smaller you make those communities, the more personal you make them, the stronger the whole WordPress community is as a whole. Yeah. Well, Dustin, you gave us some good stuff. I'm so thankful oh, for you being on the podcast today. And I'm very happy. Um, I mean, this is an obvious question. Where can people go to learn more about WP Engine? Yeah, <laughs> so you can go to WPEngine.com um, and just kind of learn about what we do and, and what we're what we're trying to do for the WordPress community. It's very excited. Um, and then definitely go to the WordCamp US site and uh, buy some tickets for WordCamp US this year. Awesome. We'll see you there. Right. <laughs> Thanks. All righty. A huge thank you to Dustin for joining us on the podcast today. I think no one should be afraid of providing a great customer experience to their clients after that and all the secrets we've learned. And make sure you get your ticket for the upcoming WordCamp US if you're going to be in town. It sounds like it's going to be a great event. So check us out on the next podcast. Make sure to rate this podcast, like it, share it with your friends. And until then, go elevate. Go elevate.